Blog Talk Radio. Everybody to the 110 Nation Sports Show. I am your host, Mr. CJ Sports. You can follow me at Mr. CJ Sports. You can follow the 110 Nation at 110 Nation. Check us out on Facebook, my personal fan page, uh, my personal fan page, Mr. CJ Sports. Um, the 110 Nation fan page, um, the 110, uh, the 110 Nation Sports. Um, Glad to be back in the studio Tuesday night. I'll tell you what, a lot of things happen when you, you take a week off and uh, have to uh, to get things taken care of. Um, Oakland, well, I guess they're not Oakland anymore. Um, Las Vegas no longer has a uh, permanent head coach. Um, as Gruden is out, um, Kyrie Irving is willing to sit out uh, a season of basketball over the uh, – Vaccine mandates. Uh, ben Simmons suspended and kicked out of practice. Uh, what I saw, the Dallas Cowboys only have one loss at this point. Um, and who would have thought Kansas City Chiefs? Mahomes got more interceptions already in the first what five games, six games of the season than he has had almost any entire season. Exactly. <laughs> crazy, crazy year. What's even crazier? How about how about Jacksonville actually winning a football game? Lost something like 20 straight games. <laughs> uh, I guess uh, Urban Meyer shouldn't have been uh, letting somebody uh, bump a grind on him weeks ago. Maybe uh, Jacksonville wouldn't have had this long drought. <laughs> oh, lordy, lordy, lordy. Um, Cowboys 5-1. That's insane. I don't even know how much I don't even want to talk about football. These Browns, so disappointing. So, so disappointing. Down to a point now, I just want to see Case uh, Case Keenum come in and uh, see what he can do. Um, kind of over this whole up-and-down roller coaster ride with the Baker Mayfield. I mean, granted, last week there was no Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt hurts, Terry gets hurt, um, Javaris Landry's out, Beckham went and saw the blue tent. Um, it seemed like injury after injury, but uh, you know, <laughs> every team deals with injury. So I, I, I'm not one to uh, ride high on uh, excuses here. Um, this is the last show. 
um, the uh, Las Vegas um, Las Vegas Raiders lost their head coach, uh, Jay Gruden, um, due to things that were said in emails 10 years ago. Um, I've, I've had time to kind of think about this. Um, so I, I, I can kind of tread lightly into this whole topic and conversation um, without knowing the details of everything or anything that was said other than it basically was not not sensitive um, other than I think the only thing I think the one thing everybody heard was uh, referring to one of the ball players having lips um, like Michelin tires but outside of that we don't know really know a lot of a lot of all the details or a lot of details to what all was said it was just race race racially and um, sexually oriented um, not good let's go with that um, my, my whole thing was this, and I'm not condoning anything that he said. Um, you know, that's one of the things that I, you know, I, I have this discussion when I have new hires. You know, I, I tell people that I hire that customers are going to say what they're going to say. That you have to learn to basically let things roll off your chest. You can't fight every fight. You can't live your life stressed out on everything everybody says. At the end of the day, I'm not going to let anybody um, be racist in my store. And in the seven years that I've been with this company and really throughout the, my entire experience anywhere that I've worked, I've never really had anybody be racist. Um, that's never been an issue, but I wouldn't allow it, nor will I allow anybody um, to to do anything to any of the females that work um, work for me. Um, with that being said, um, I feel that the NFL is kind of walking a, a thin line here because. I, without knowing the details of how these emails were leaked and regardless how the conversations were leaked and who leaked them and everything else, you're walking a thin line because now are you going to take the time to investigate or entertain all conversations that any coach Anybody part of any franchise, any player has ever said in a lifetime. I, I, I can understand entertaining emails and conversations that have been held this season within the last year or two, week or two, month or two, day or two, whatever the case may be. But how, how far back are you wanting to dig? Which person do you deem that, okay, 
we're not we're not digging into their past. We're not going through their emails or that was a different time in America or that's not how he meant it. Like you you're you're walking in you're 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 kind of you're kind of balancing a thin line here. And like I said, the, the, the things, from what I understand, that was said, I'm, I'm not saying that they were right. But I'm also willing to bet that if you really dug the NFL, if you, you, you really went through emails, went through text messages, went through conversations, what John Gruden was released for, and is no longer part of the the ring of honor and, and really anything to do with the NFL, I'd be willing to bet about 50% of those that are part of the NFL now would be eliminated. Current players, current coaches, VPs, CEOs, managers, scouting, scouting, uh, scouters, whatever. I'd be willing to bet at least half of the entire NFL would be gone just by stupid things they have tweeted, stupid things they have said, stupid things they were they they, they posted on Facebook or text a friend that they thought it was a funny joke that now looking back at it, not so funny. You, you listen to rap lyrics from the 90s. I mean, you... For for crying out loud, you're you're eliminating and, and getting rid of John Gruden for the things that he has said ten years ago. But we're gonna have Snoop Dogg, Dr. Dre, and Eminem at the halftime show. Have we not listened to what Eminem said back in the '90s and the early 2000s in the songs? Everything's been made all right just because he came out on stage with Elton John. I mean. We we can play, you know, Marshall Matters CD and Slim Shady CD and Encore CD. I mean, we 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 can go back and, and you know, Dre Day and uh, Doggy Style and we 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 can play back the things that were said. We don't even have to dig deep into emails and text messages and conversations. We could just simply listen to lyrics and words that the artists that are going to be performing for the Super Bowl have said multiple occasions. This is one of those things that I don't know if there necessarily is a right answer It's more so, it, it, it kind of confuses me watching the social medias, watching people's responses, listening to some of these ignorant people talk on TV, either uh, so-called experts or former players or everything else, be so up in arms about emails from 10 years ago but I promise you don't bat an eye the things that these artists said in numerous songs that's going to be playing at the halftime show 
we we got players that beat their wives that that are up for different charges don't even take care of their kids drug issues. I mean, look at how many times we give Josh Gordon and he's still getting another chance to play in the NFL. He can't pass a drug test to save his life. This last week's focus was on emails of things that Gruden said 10 years ago. I said, I, I, I'm not saying what he said was right. I'm not saying I agree with anything he said. I'm not even saying I know everything he said. I am saying that the NFL is now started to walk this this very thin line because now you can't ignore if other information pops up for other people. Now you have to dig into everybody and anybody that Hey, I, I have this email. This is what was said. Now you got to go digging. I'm not. I'm not understanding how the NFL is getting away with having Dre, Snoop, Eminem, amongst others, be in the halftime show. Like, how how is that possible? You can't have somebody that's made homophobic slurs or or just straight up slurs of the LBGT or whatever community and racial comments and whatever else he said, but then have artists that have pretty much done the same thing to make a career. I, I, I'm one of those that if one wrong is wrong, then the other wrong is wrong. You, you can't, you can't pick and choose what you feel is right and what you feel is wrong. You you can't decide that Joe, Joe what what John Gruden said is bad, but because you've had piss poor and I think last year was probably one of the all time low halftime shows, and it's really gone downhill ever since the Justin Timberlake and Janet Jackson ordeal. You can't ignore the things that these artists that you have this year have said lyrically to try to turn your halftime shows around. But yeah, yeah. Yes, just not a good look. Gary decided he is willing to sit out. That he is going to be the voice of the voiceless. I had an opportunity over the last week to listen to Marcellus Wiley. I, as for those that have listened to the show, or those that know me, uh, speak for yourself is one of those shows that I I record. I tend to watch almost every single day. I don't know if it's just coincidentally or what, but I have not watched it since I had to experience the episode of him cherry picking. First of all, you, you can't sit there and in your arguments for vaccination saying say that seven hundred thousand people have died in the eighteen, nineteen months this 
COVID-19 is happening. You can't cherry-pick numbers to fit your argument. 700,000 people might have died in the last 18, 19 months that had had come up positive or had COVID symptoms, but nowhere is it ever stated to include the CDC site that 700,000 people have died from COVID itself. So you can't cherry pick numbers for your argument. As a matter of fact, the CDC has said 6% of that 1% of people that have died. So you're looking at 60, 70,000 people not 700,000 people, first of all. So don't cherry-pick your numbers. When it comes to Kyrie Irving and and this whole vaccination in California and New York, for those that have lived underneath a rock for the last month, are two states that basically you can't play basketball without being vaccinated. You can't go into public places. Those two states you have to, if we're – any professional player that's in these arenas and stadiums, they have to be vaccinated. It's just mandatory. For Kyrie Irving to be the voice of the voiceless is what he's calling it. And that he's not necessarily anti-vax. That it is more about having your freedom, your rights, blah, 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 blah. This is, this is what I'm going to say about this. For those that don't know me, know that I am not for the vaccination. I have my vaccination. I've gotten vaccinated. I did the two-shot Pfizer vaccination because we were told that we had to have the vaccination to go out of the country, which I don't recall them ever looking at my vaccination card. But through work, I got a free week's paid, all-expense paid trip to Cancun um, in the middle of September. And so I we got vaccinated so that we could make this trip. If not for this trip, I don't know if at this point I would still be vaccinated or not. Just don't know. Probably not. I will also say I tell everybody the same thing. My job pays $25 a shot. If you get the two shot or the one shot, they'll they'll pay you $25 a shot. That I don't force anybody to get vaccinated. I'm not telling anybody not to get vaccinated. That is your choice. That's like I've had employees come to me and ask, should I get tested? Regardless of my belief on all this, I'm not going to tell anybody not to get tested. As a matter of fact, this last three weeks, I had, yeah, in those last two weeks, and part of the reason why I've not been here, been sh- kind of on the shorthand side because I had three people that I would not allow to work until they got back, until they went and got tested. Um, one, their husband came up positive. They got tested. It was negative. Still had, they had actually had, had symptoms. Um, and so they went and got tested like three or four days later. They were positive. Another one felt that they had uh, symptoms. When we have anybody come up positive, the entire store, we have a professional cleaning crew comes in, 
um, cleans, sanitizes the, the entire store. So since, you know, they contacted me that night, let me know that they felt that they might have COVID and I had a cleaning crew coming in the next hour. I'm like, look, you go get tested. I'm not going to have my company to pay some company to come out and clean this entire store and then find out day, two, three days later that you're positive. You're not going to return until you come back with a test if it be positive and you got a quarantine or negative. Either way, you're getting tested, which it came out negative. And then I had another person come, their child got um, came up positive. So since they were in close contact, they had to go get tested, which they were negative as well. I will never tell anybody not to go get tested. I was, I am also fully aware that you could literally die from almost anything else in this world versus COVID itself. I am anti-mask. I will say that. Like I said, I'm not going to say I'm necessarily anti-vax. I personally... I have never, I think I've had the flu shot once in the 43 years that I've, that I've been alive. I've just not wanted to get all these vaccines and shots and everything. Um, I, I have a, a strong immune system. I didn't get COVID before then. Like I said, if, if not for the flight, I probably would have not gotten the, 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 the COVID-19 shot. I'm a firm believer, though, having these masks, all you're doing is hurting everybody's immune system. This is one of those things that... It's got to work its cycle. Unfortunately, people are going to get it, and those with underlying health issues are not going to make it, just like almost any other disease that we see <coughs> in rotation every year, two, three, four years, whatever the case may be, H1N1, um, swine, whatever the flus and diseases that we constantly have. It is what it is. It's the facts of life. There's always flus and diseases that mutate, and some bodies just can't handle it. I feel that until it's able to people, until people are able to work up their immune system, which having masks, all you're doing is killing your immune system, until basically it's worked its cycle, which we're not working our cycle because you got people staying home, people wearing masks, and so it's not. It's not running cycle and it's dragging out. This is going to be a thing. But with all that being said, at the end of the day, the bottom dollar, 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 dollar bill, yo. My job tells me I got to wear a mask. I wear a mask. My job gives me $25 a shot. Damn, Skippy, I'm getting my $25. And I'll tell you this. If I'm making millions of dollars to play a frickin' sport that millions of kids and young adults play every day for free, and I'm in a year where I'm looking for a contract extension and was pretty likely I was going to get one in this franchise to keep this team together to hopefully make our championship run, I'm getting the vaccination. Because at the end of the day, I don't sign my own paycheck. At the end of the day, there's someone I got to answer to. At the end of the day, there's someone else that pay, signs my paycheck. I'm not saying it's necessarily right. I don't believe that it should be forced upon. I definitely don't feel that it should be forced upon kids like it is. 
but I also believe that employers and what they feel is the right way to protect their investments, their employees, their customers, their fans, whatever the case may be, if they say that this is the mandate we're going to follow, and, and on top of that, it's not even their mandate. It's the state of New York and the state of California's mandate. There's not nothing they really could do anyway. You got to do what you got to do. Now you're going to sit out in a season being a player that is known of having injury issues, taking off a season at the latter part of your career. I'm not saying you old, but I'm also saying you ain't young. I mean, you was with the Cavaliers before LeBron returned for a couple of years. LeBron's been gone for three or four years already. <laughs> You weren't there his last, what, one season, two seasons? You were with LeBron, what, three seasons? A lot of miles already on these tires. Now you're willing to take a season off. You have a voice for the voiceless over a mandate that, regardless of the franchise's stance on it, really can't make it there. It won't make a difference anyway because it's a state mandate for these two particular states. That's why Andrew Wiggins was in the situation he was in. He was going to play 41 games away games and not be able to play 41 away games. I think he eventually went ahead and got his vaccination. Like I said, I'm all about people that served in the military so people could have their rights. But at the end of the day, if you're not signing your own paycheck, if you are not your own boss, you do what you got to do. Unfortunately for Kyrie, he's in a predicament that I'm sure, as long as he's not ignorant and didn't piss all his money away, he's got millions sitting around that he don't have to work. It's not really that big of a deal. Don't go on this whole skew, I, I wish I could play or I want to play this thing. If you want to play, you can play. Everybody has a boss. At some point or another, everybody eventually answers to some, somebody. Everybody always eventually answers to somebody. That's just the bottom line. We got week, we got week seven. Is that where we're at? Week seven in the NFL? <laughs> it's crazy. Like I said, and it's also very depressing and disappointing at the same time. We're going to run through uh, my week seven. Yeah, week seven picks. Um. Browns start off week seven Thursday night. Um, I guess a three and three Denver team, a team we should be able to beat, but we also should have beat the Chargers. We shot ourselves in the foot and, and the lack of a hurry up offense. We should have beat Kansas City, a botched punt, and we screwed that up. 
I'm not going to say we necessarily should be the Arizona Cardinals. I mean, injuries, but every team deals with injuries. It is what it is. You take out Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt gets down, goes down. We're the number one rushing offense. Average 187 yards per per game. You're rushing like 50 yards. That's <laughs> You took a hit. Defensively, you just allowed them, obviously, the fumble and the interception. I might have been two fumbles. And, the, you know, the interception, Baker Rayfield leaving uh, the defense on the short field did not help anything at all by any stretch of the imagination. But Denver should be a team that we should be able to beat. And even being a home game, it, it it makes it hard for me to, to say with 100% conviction, I feel that my Cleveland Browns are going to win. I'm going to go with the Cleveland Browns Thursday night um, in a game that is probably going to end up being closer than it should be, that Denver is a lesser team. Cleveland is a team that still should, and they're going to have to win, pretty much win out the rest of the season. They're going to have to go 12-5, and 13-4, and 14-3, almost win out almost every game the rest of the year in order to even make the wild card spot, especially when you got uh, the Baltimore Ravens playing probably – some of the best football that we've seen out of them and even as good as they've been. The the Cincinnati Bengals, four and two, best football they played in a decade. Um so you you're you're looking at a franchise that is pretty much gonna have to win out only one bump or two in the road the rest of the season to even make a wild card spot. And here we are on a Thursday night football game at home, and I can't even say with 100% certainty that I feel that they can beat a team that's not even in the conversation of making the playoffs. Really not even in the conversation of a, a team of going 500 for the season. Next game on the list is Green Bay at Washington. I think at this point everybody's having their way with Washington. Uh, Green Bay, Arizona, or uh, Aaron Rodgers, <laughs> Aaron Rodgers putting on a clinic, doing his thing. Uh, it's crazy thinking about the off season and thinking about even week one and wondering is Aaron Rodgers even trying? Does even Aaron Rodgers even want to play for this organization? And here we are, uh, week six going into week seven, and. Uh, Going to week seven and Green Bay sitting five and one and are the the the, the talk of the NFC North and uh, and honestly outside of the Dallas Cowboys the talk of the NFC period. Um, Kansas City travels to Tennessee. Oh, I tell you what, Derrick Henry, um, a lot of MVP chatter out of there. I saw a post and, and talking about uh, top five MVPs and that running back should not be in the conversation. Why I. I Maybe someone could clue me in. Someone hit me up. Um, either send me a DM on uh, Facebook, Mr. CJ Sports. Hit me up on Twitter at, at CJ Sports. Um, 
why should running backs not be part of the conversation in AP? Are we not watching what Derrick Henry is doing? I promise you, if Derrick Henry is out there and not not out there doing what he's doing, the Tennessee Titans will not be sitting four and two. They would be just a one-dimensional team, and first of all, you don't want to have to rely your one dimension on Ryan Tannehill's arm. But second of all, you don't want to be one-dimensional in this NFL period. <clears throat> that was part of the issue this last week with the Cleveland Browns. You go from running 187 yards and being two-dimensional. You had a passing game and a running game, so you didn't have a running game. Why? Well, you ain't got to shut down a run game if you ain't got no running backs. How are you to shut down your passing game? Uh, Kansas City travels to – this is a, this will be a tough pick right here. I'm going to take Tennessee at home. Um, Kansas City's gotten better week after week, but I don't know if they've gotten good enough to um, – Take Tennessee on in Tennessee. I'm going to take the Titans. Atlanta travels to Miami. Miami coming off the loss to the Jacksonville Jaguars, unable to beat the the worst team for the last two seasons. Atlanta, um, it it really is very disappointing. Um, it really is disappointing to see the. the the Atlanta Falcons play the football they play, and once again, we waste another year of Matt Ryan, and the skilled players in this organization. Um, but I, I feel they will travel into Miami and win and be victorious. Jets into New England. <coughs> Say what, New England's probably one of the best two and four teams out there. Um, Jets are exactly what they are, the Jets. Um, I'm going to take New England at home. Carolina, after going 3-0, and and everybody talking about 3-0 and because of who they play. Now that they start playing some legit opponents, not looking so good. Well, fortunately for them, they get to go against another weak team. The 1-5 and Giants, I have Carolina and New York to beat the Giants. Um, as much as I like to say this is going to be an interesting game, Cincinnati, who was 4-2 against Baltimore, who was a 5-1, it's not going to really be that interesting. I think the Baltimore Ravens expose who the Bengals really are and give us an idea of really how overhyped the Bengals are at this point and give us a a valid reality check. Philadelphia travels to the uh, Raiders. The Raiders end up winning last week um, over the Denver Broncos in their first game without John Gruden. Um, I feel they continue their their winning ways. Uh, Philadelphia's got a lot of work. Um, Obviously, injuries does not help none, but Jalen Hurst doesn't help any as well. There's not a lot of great quarterbacks or even good quarterbacks that come out of, unfortunately, out of these top-tier colleges. I can't think of the last Ohio State great quarterback. I can't think of the last Alabama great quarterback. 
Um, I can't think of the last LSU great quarterback. I don't know if I remember last Gator great quarterback. Seems that most of your good, great, elite quarterbacks, however you want to word it, come out of these other power fives or these non-conference, non-big conference schools. And it's crazy. And I think a lot of what's got to do with is they've kind of been protected and, and put in this bubble wrap their entire life. I mean, let's be honest. Most of these quarterbacks that go play at Ohio State, LSU, Ohio State, usually come from high school programs that their high school is the best of the entire conference. They may play one tough team, if that. Then they go to college. They go into a system that is probably top five in recruiting. So you get to have really the best of the best on your team, (coughs) coached by the best of the best, and you play a bunch of nobodies. You might have a, a... tough game once a year, maybe twice a year. And then you go on to play the NFL. No longer are you protected. No longer do you have a, a week schedule. No longer are you playing your Appalachian States and your Akron's and your Toledo's and your Timbuktu community colleges. Now you're playing the 31 other best of the best of the 32 NFL teams every single week. Things are faster. Schemes are disguised better. Coaches are more even. You could, you could even put the word, you could put even put Jacksonville out there and I thought they're going to beat Alabama. How's are. It's a whole different world. It's a grown-up league. Baltimore Ravens over the Cincinnati Bengals. Oakland Raiders or uh, Las Vegas Raiders over the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, Los Angeles. <coughs> Jared Goff has not won a single game without Sean McVay um, as his coach. It's crazy. Didn't win any under Jeff Fisher. Has not won any currently in the Detroit. Uh, their 0-6 um, organization. Uh, Matthew Stafford and the Los Angeles uh, Rams make a lot of noise. Five and one out there in the NFC West. Um, they continue their winning ways. I feel that they will continue on. Be six and one after uh, an easy win against Detroit. Arizona will continue. They're undefeated. Only undefeated team in the NFL goes against Houston. Um, Houston's got a lot of work. You, you done. You let Andre Hopkins. I saw another interesting staff. Andre Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins did not have a single drop pass. Then the next season, they let him go for what a running back on a draft pick. You didn't do your job keeping JJ Watt. He's having a great season over in Arizona. I don't know to tell you about the Deshaun Watson. The only thing I can say about the Deshaun Watson situation is you had a pretty good idea 
ones that you already had issues with him not wanting to play there, but you had a pretty good idea of the reports coming out, and I would have planned for a better backup, a better alternative than Tyrod, Tyrod Taylor. Um, now you're in a predicament where you have one of the top five quarterbacks in the NFL not wanting to play for you, and you really can't do much with them because at this point, you know at some point the NFL is going to drop the hammer on all these allegations. I would have made some moves in the off season. I would have better prepared myself going into the season than Tyrod Taylor. Just me. Chicago travels to Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay easily will win this game at home. Continue their their winning ways, close six and one. Um, the two and four um, Indianapolis Colts against the uh, two and three Forty ers coming off a bye week. San Francisco at home. Uh, I feel pretty confident. Um, and then your Monday night game. New Orleans Saints travel to Seattle. Um, that's a whole other. That's a whole mess there. You got Jamison Winston. That whole situation coming out of the ACC didn't play nobody all year. The combined record was eighty-one and eighty-one. Then, then you played what an Auburn team in the the, the championship game. An Auburn team that returned a, a missed field goal against Alabama, like. Our six-yard all-time record missed field goal return for a touchdown to put them in the championship game. Ultimately, giving James or setting Jameson Winston up to win uh, um, championship and going on to be the number one draft pick to really be a bust. Number one or number two, I can't remember if him or uh, Marietta won't want to. Both of them, that was a waste. Then the other side of the field, this is always cracks me up. Geno Smith being upset because he was not picked before he was picked. Coming out of West Virginia, played a bunch of nobodies. Threw for what, 4,000 yards, had 1,000 yards rushing. I'd have been more impressed, maybe he had 6,000, passing yards and a couple thousand yards rushing. I mean, you played in a no conference. Wasn't like you threw 4,000 yards and rushed for 1,000 yards and it was like 40 touchdowns or something. Um, in the SEC or the Big Ten, uh, I might even give you a little bit of credit, just a little bit, a smidge. It was in the ACC, Big 12. But he got a little bit more credit than even the ACC. But she did it in what was the Big East. I don't know if it was the Big East at that point in time or not. Topper to say. NBA got underway tonight. Uh, first game out the gate was the defending champions, the Milwaukee Bucks, <clears throat> at home against the Brooklyn Nets. Um, without watching the game, I'm not sure how much of not having Kyrie Irving is affected them. They have come back. It was a 12-point at the end of the first is to a seven-point deficit at the half. Milwaukee is up. Second game on the show, uh, on the, the books for tonight, the L.A. LA Lakers um, at home against Golden State. You're looking at four of six top favorite teams um, to win it all this year. 
So uh, the NBA definitely uh, um, put it all out there. Um, Simmons, we're going to talk about this for a second before we get things worked up. It's crazy to see a player that is not wanted so badly, nor does not want to be somewhere so badly. To the point that you get yourself suspended. I don't know if I've ever heard anybody get suspended for game one because of not wanting to participate in practice or game period. Um, I guess he's seen in, in different pictures and video of uh, not participating in team huddle, being in team warm-up pants or sweatpants with a cell phone out of practice. Um, to the point today limited so much that Doc Rivers went ahead and suspended him um, and kicked him out of practice. Um, I was watching the show today, I, and I agree. Um, at this point, Ben Simmons is only hurting himself. Because now you've got other head coaches, general managers, team owners, organizations, period, players watching this and this is why I've never understood why and why players handle situations the way they handle situations because people watch people talk so which which organization is going to want to have this issue what player down the road is going to be like you know if he don't get his way on something he decides he doesn't want to play. Is he going to do this to us? Is he is he not going to be a team player? Is he not going to practice? Is he going to kick, scream, and pout like a privileged, overprivileged child until he gets his way? Wait, there are certain ways and tactics to handle yourself. This is definitely not one of them. Unless this is your exit strategy out of the NBA period, this is even Kyrie Irving and and the voice of the voiceless and not wanting to get vaccinated tactically is doing this in a more strategic and a better strategic way than Ben Simmons is. I mean, the way Kyrie Irving is handling it, hey, look, I want to play. I mean, that's like ding, 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 okay, he's tradable. Now just find an organization that is not in the state that mandates it and and is not mandated by the ownership, and let's swap some pieces. I mean, but to refuse to be part of the team, to, to not – really work on the things you need to work on and then you want to show up in sweatpants and cell phones and <laughs> become more of a distraction and more about me, me, me versus the team or, or finding a way to resolve this or be traded off, you hurt your own stock. And I don't quite understand the logic or the thinking behind it. I just don't. 
Don't forget, Monday nights you got Race Chat Live right here on the 110 Nation Sports Radio Network. you got at least two more weeks, maybe three more weeks, as uh, they go all the way until the week after, week after the championship of the uh, NASCAR Cup Series. Uh, so make sure you guys tune in to that. And then Thursday nights, the Southern Dirt Track Report. I'm not sure how late into the season they travel, uh, but make sure that you guys tune in Thursday night, 8 o'clock, right here on the 110 Nation Sports Radio Network uh, for all the, uh, the latest with them as well. Don't forget you guys can like us on Facebook, um, 110 Nation Sports. You can like us on Twitter or follow us on Twitter, 110 Nation Sports. Um, I will be back in the studio next Tuesday night, 8 o'clock, right here, to get you guys caught up on week seven, talk about the NBA, as we'll have a week of the NBA in, um, and any other big hot topics going on the, uh, in the sports world. Until next time.